This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. That's who we have on now. We have Staten Island Borough President Vito Fasella. Vito, welcome to the show. Thank you kindly. Good evening. Uh, I, I just have to tell you, I was speaking earlier with... Uh, Mrs. Katzmatidis with Margot Katzmatidis, and she was singing your praises uh, for your state of the borough. And I know those things can be kind of difficult and painful sometimes, but apparently yours was amazing. I'm sorry I missed it. Oh, well, thank you. It was very, very kind of John and Margot to, to share the night with us, made it that much more special. special. Uh, give, us so, a, a, give us a, a little bit of Staten Island, but give us your, your feeling on the state of the city, because I was just telling Laura we're losing population. Uh, and by the way, Buffalo went from six hundred thousand down to two twenty. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. worried about us, uh, our, our uh, Staten Island. I'm worried about the city. And we should be right. That's that's our responsibility. We should be concerned, but at the same time, we have to figure out a way to make things better. And that's what we try to do on Saturday night uh, for Staten Island State of the Borough was highlight those things that we that are positive. Uh, the people among them, there's some great people who want to do well. Uh, whether it's in the school system, whether it's the small business owners, we have to figure out a way to promote them, engender them, to allow them to excel. And and the the handful, two, three, four, five percent of individuals who try to ruin it for everybody else need to be addressed and taken care of, but not at the expense of the vast majority of people who just want to go raise a family, make a living, and contribute to not just the Staten Island but the New York City. And we try to do it on our end in Staten Island, and I know John and others in the studio promote every day how we need to make things better across our city and across our state because the trend is not a good one. But we need to not just throw up our hands, but we have to make a point to to say we're we're going to fight this thing. We did it years ago, and we have to do it again. So, real quick, before I give it to the rest of our our roundtable here, uh, I, I, Mayor Adams is in a really tough spot with the migrant situation. Uh, real failure at the fa- at the federal level. The locals are left holding the bag and have to actually handle it. How do you feel about his uh, plan to have migrants stay at the shipping terminal, not far from you in Staten Island? Yeah, I, I think he has a very difficult position. And if you remember, uh, we at the very get go when the first busloads arrived. We said this was going to be unsustainable mm. and the city was going to left holding the bag. And part of it is a lot of folks are missing the point. It's this right to shelter law, that policy, if you will. It's, a, it's an agreement that's been in place uh, for probably 40 years or so. And it was never intended to house or accommodate tens of thousands of asylum seekers. It was mm. intended to have transitional uh, housing for homeless who were in this city or just arrived. Uh, and secondly, it actually works against the so-called Callahan decree, if you ask me, because it takes money away from those who are truly looking for transitional housing. And third, it was never intended to be a extension of the federal program or the federal government for asylum seekers. So he's dealing with that. My public cry would be that thing needs to be revisited and the parties to the agreement need to sit and understand that this was not the intent. And the people who are paying through the nose for this are city taxpayers. Yeah, no, we can't hear you, Vito. Uh, uh, Craig, yeah. go ahead. Uh, Vito, this is Craig. I'm sorry I missed uh, Saturday, but uh, that video was amazing. I-, I watched it online. But just just to touch on what's going on here, we're losing hardworking taxpayers to Florida, Texas, and other states, and we're Tennessee, filling. Tennessee, I heard. And, and North it's going to be, it's gonna be all Carolina. the other states. I mean, they're going to go to ev- everywhere, but. And, and we're filling them in with these migrants who we have no idea anything about their education, 
their medical situation, whether they're terrorists, where they're coming from, what their ideas are, and well, what look they what can do here. what happened in Nassau County, in your county, Laura. Well, that that's organized crime coming from South America, from Chile, Venezuela, Colombia. That that's sort of a different and, and but topic. and nobody and nobody's talking to nobody's che- double checking when they cross the border. That's right, and they so these other countries send well. Well, the, it's the worse still. Send these bur- they have organized as Laura is absolutely right. They have organized crime. They come in, they burglarize suburban because they hum- know they'll get in. They get in. They get in jail, and, and then they'll go right out. Because the so-called bail reform, they can't hold them, and then they and go they right back plane, home again. They have a plane, they go back. It's a disgrace what's happening. Vito, what are your thoughts? No, I agree, and you were missed, Craig. Uh, And what's happening here in the last couple of years is just a a welcome mat, right? In the past, people snuck in, figured out a way to come, and took advantage of the system. Now it's basically basically saying you can get whatever you want. And if you remember, we did the study months ago that said it costs about $83,000 a year to accommodate a family, which, uh, you know, is shocking, I think, to anybody who's working 40 or 50 hours a week to, to make put food on the table for their family. So the, the priorities are screwed up. Uh, the federal government, yes, in fact, needs to stop at the, south, the southern border. But at the same time, the city, I think, needs to revisit this right to shelter policy because unless that is revisited, these, uh, these if you will, these numbers are just going to keep climbing and the people are going to get socked to the New York City taxpayers. And I don't frankly think that's right. V- Vito, it's Tony Carbonetti. How are you? Good, Tony. Good, Tony. Uh, can you just declare that these migrants have federal status and therefore the city laws don't apply to them? Because, yes, you could just get off a plane in New York City from Germany, having never been here, and say, I'm homeless and the city's required to to give you a place to sleep at night. But if the federal government put you here, can the city not fight with the federal government over that? Yeah, so I think, and Tony, when you were Rudy, I'm sure this issue came up because every mayor has had to deal with this. The the parties to the lawsuit, or let's say the Coalition for the Homeless, the Legal Aid Society, and Corporation Council, the city of New York, and I think they need to sit down and work out a compromise because, as you say, it's one thing for a person to show up or a family to show up. It's another for the federal government to open the front door mm-hmm. and say, 30,000 people, you know, go ahead and we'll accommodate you, we'll feed you. It's just not right. And frankly, while we all appreciate the, the beauty of our country and the country of immigration, what's happening now is destroying that whole image. And, Vito, it's not just New York City. It's all the cities where the migrants come. Because when they get in here, they're dispersed throughout the country. So every, every city and every town is now a border town. And they just don't have the resources to support it. Right. With the exception of Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) Well, welcome to Martha's Vineyard. Now get the hell out. And they're going to overburden. They're going to overburden the health systems, the education systems and everything else in all these cities. If the kids are sick and they end up going to the same schools as our kids, they can get sick and they haven't been checked. You know, the it's one thing mess. that's missing all this, and we all know it, those of I, I was fortunate to serve in Congress, and uh, there are thousands of people who are waiting years to come here legally, yep. three, four, five, six, eight years, and, and they have to wait in line. They, you know, as much as they cry about it, whine about it, we're, we're, we're bending over backwards to accommodate. It's just not right. You're right. Vito Fasella, borough president of uh, the great uh, Staten Island, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll talk again real soon. God bless you, John. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.